Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Sports Day SA back later on this afternoon. Uh, don't forget it's moved on to Cruise 1323, SENSA 1629. And on the app, if you've got the app, you can listen to all your favourite SEN shows. You can have a look inside Studio Lumo as well. I've just made Mark Bickley a delicious coffee. I like to do that every morning. He walks in. He's very demanding. I'll say, morning, Bix. And he will just march into Studio Lumo and say, hey, good morning to you, Jared." Calls me the wrong name and asks for a coffee. Um, now, before we talk about the Melbourne Football Club, yes. we were having a chat about Alyssa Healy prior to uh, the break. That's right. Bitten and, by her bull terrier. Yes. So uh, Jordan Dugowie, a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, it was revealed that he broke his hand in a fight, but he told Collingwood that the injury occurred over the weekend when he was playing with his dog. Mm. Said he tripped over his dog. Yes. Mm, not quite, right? Not quite bitten, but the dog-related injury. Mm. Dog ate my homework almost sort of stuff. <laughs> hey, let's talk about um, culture at football clubs because this word gets thrown around conveniently a lot of the time and um, Adelaide almost had a player from the Melbourne Football Club, if rumours are to be believed, mm. that has a fair bit of baggage associated with him. Again, if rumours are to uh, be believed. Where do you want to start with this, with Clayton Oliver, Joel Smith, the Melbourne Football Club? Yeah, look, it's a it's a really difficult one because we don't have all of the facts. Now, this is, I guess, based on some reports over the weekend about some, I'd call it rather childish behaviour from Clayton Oliver, where it was reported that after a Sunday morning training session or a Saturday morning training session, um, that he was going along bending back the windscreen wipers of, of a car or of a number of cars, which as a one-off is not a hangable offence, but this is what happens when you have, uh, you get a little bit of form and you get some prize, all these little things start arising. And it was interesting because uh, Jared Waitley spoke about it and, um, and it was interesting to hear his take. Gorn says that Melbourne's going through something that's commonplace across clubs. That, that's not really true. Every family has their issues, sure enough, but the Demons are the dysfunctional family of the league right now. As matters that have been, I would say, unsettling privately are now playing out in public. So for a couple of years, across a number of incidents, Melbourne has denied and rationalised to placate its fans and calm the raging debate. But all that matters is what's been going on in the dressing room. You can convince us of anything you like, but the players know. The players know. They're living it day to day. Those who are obsessively dedicated to the pursuit of excellence and those who are allowing their indulgences to distract from the collective cause. Mm. Uh, so, so I think this is a case of there's been these uh, instances and there's been these rumour and innuendo, but whilst the performance on the park has been okay, everyone's been been able to explain it away or they've been able to look past it because, oh, it can't be that bad. They're still in the top four. And and let's talk about that first final. Probably should have beaten Collingwood in that first final. Yep. But when it falls away, when the on-field stuff falls away or you don't have the performances each weekend to to be able to back up what you're saying, no, everything's okay. Look at our performance. We're still winning. The players are still close. That's when 
all this other stuff starts to surface. But I do think it's reached a tipping point. Now, the stuff where, or the way the, the Clayton Oliver uh, trade period was handled, where the club just let that simmer for 36 hours and let everyone think that they were absolutely prepared to trade Clayton Oliver, I think that was, you know, most people would see that as a, a warning shot. Being, so they were sending a message to yeah, him being fired, fired across the bow and saying, either pull your head in or we will pull a trigger on this. So um, at the time as well, I, I remember talking about this and saying it's a little bit, remember we talked about caveat emptor, buyer yeah, beware. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, like clubs and suitors, you know, the more stuff that's coming out and you talk about how important culture is, would there be clubs, you know, it, it's not without its risk to bring in a person who has some issues, you know. To there was a video of Clayton Oliver circulating over the weekend, which I saw of him kicking a hole in mm. a wall at a peer's house next to a table tennis match. And you could see the, the person on the video mm. looked pretty disappointed that his wall was getting kicked in. Yeah. I mean, again, like these kind of things, uh, this is the, the focus is on Melbourne at the moment. And then over the weekend, we saw um, the reporting of what happened with Joel Smith. Yes. And then following on from that, um, Mark Robinson reported that uh, a player was um, in trouble, which was Joel Smith. And then yep. it was um, our very own Sam Edmonds said the player's name. And then it was revealed that Joel Smith was with Clayton Oliver on the night of his alleged seizure. Mm, yeah. So it's been it's been a collective group of incidents that, that has everyone questioning it. And um, Kane Corns was pretty strong as well uh, on his show on Friday morning with Derrick Burton. Max Gorn says this happens at most clubs. Well, well, no, it doesn't. And at most clubs, your best players don't have significant issues like Clayton Oliver has. So this story from Mark Robinson around Clayton Oliver, one East Melbourne resident recently revealed mm. that Oliver, after a light training session at Yarra Park in the summer of 2022, bent a number of windscreen wipers on cars in a side street. It doesn't happen at most clubs. Your best player doesn't walk down the street bending the windscreens of cars like this doesn't happen so yeah. and then we've got may and melksham and that that was just really distasteful what happened after the grand final there punch-ups between players at, at pubs like it that it doesn't happen and then we've got the oliver then we've got smith then we've got may speaking like embarrassing himself at the best and fairest saying that they would have won the premiership i know it's in an intimate room but you got to be smarter than that. He's 31 years of age, Stephen May. So he's had a couple of wines probably and gets up there and makes a fool out of himself. And, and Max Gorn's sitting here telling us the culture's good. There's a lot of accuracy in what Kane says. I don't think Stephen May made a fool out of himself no. by speaking at the BMF. We, we don't know what he'd consumed. And he made a comment very similar to Jordan Dawson mm. from The Crows, which I, that one's reaching a little bit. I, yeah, and... What happens is when you list all these things off one after the other, it, it does sound really poor. But let's go back. You don't have to go back very far. And we could have played the exact montage about Collingwood. Jordan DeGoey in Bali, you know, he's no good. He's doing, you know, Jack Ginevan. stuff that's no good. Jack Ginevan, you've got, you know, the stuff that went on in New York with Jordan DeGoey as Jack, well. Uh, Jack Crisp was involved in a photo scandal. Oh, exactly. Yep. And and so things can happen and you can lose a bit of control. But Because what happens is whenever one bad thing happens, everything gets trawled up. So that video you showed of of Oliver, yes, it was a stupid thing to do. But when was that taken? 
probably yeah, exactly. two years ago. And and the the incident with the bending the windscreens back was the summer of 2022. So yep. that's what, you know, approaching two it's years. It's just all used to suit the narrative. It's, yeah, exactly. It gets regurgitated. So, so is it impossible for Melbourne to turn this around? No, it's not. Is it is this a massive wake up call for them that says you need to get your house in order? Yes, it is. But I still subscribe to the theory. It's never as good as what it seems, and it's never as bad as what it seems. You've got a a, a really solid citizen in Max Gorn who is looks like he's made it his mission to to make sure that he supports Clayton Oliver. I think the Melbourne Football Club will put more uh, effort around supporting Clayton Oliver. And now this thing with Smith as well, it, it should put everyone on heightened awareness. So I, I think this preseason for the Melbourne Football Club will be pivotal. And if they've got some really good leaders like Jack Viney, like Christian Petrarca, I think they should be getting around to every player and saying, hey, let's actually get ourselves organised and let's make sure that we get something out of this great squad that we have before it passes us. What's also probably interesting is if Melbourne won one of those two finals that they lost, we probably wouldn't be having any of these conversations. Maybe not. It's 27 minutes past seven. We'd love your thoughts on the Melbourne Football Club and culture at teams. Are we just talking about stuff for the sake of talking about it or is there an issue that needs to be addressed? Uh, our number, one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 on SEN.